When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's now time for the Budget Arcade, 8 o'clock news at 7. Hello and welcome to the Budget Arcade, 8 o'clock news at 7. I'm your host, Jeff. Jeff? And I'm Mark. And here's what's happening in gaming news this week. Mark? Yeah, Jeff, I, I don't have much of anything. I also didn't prepare. Let's go ahead and take a commercial break. Have you ever felt like there was something wrong with you? That... The problems of this world just seem to happen to other people, and you feel left out. Well, for me, that issue was the fact that on the back of my credit cards, it said to keep away from magnets. Apparently, this would erase the data on my credit card where it wouldn't work anymore, but I've never had to deal with this as a problem. And clearly, if they put it on the back of a credit card, it's something normal people have to deal with. What am I, not normal? Thankfully, I discovered a new product that makes me feel just like everyone else. From the makers of Trampolines for Cats comes the Big Old Magnet. The Big Old Magnet is gigantic, it's huge, and has an unreasonably strong magnetic field. You really need to keep everything away from this bad boy. I also have a VHS collection, and none of them work now. This thing really did the trick. I haven't been able to make any purchases with my cards, at least when I have to swipe, but I can still make online purchases, but all my TVs are messed up. Like the screens are all warped and gross because of the magnetic just signal coming through my house. Anyway, if you were like me and you felt like some sort of weirdo not having to worry about magnetic fields erasing your credit cards, well, why you need to get one of these big old magnets. So. Call Big Old Magnets. That's 1-800-HALL-BABY. And press option two, and then you'll hear a message. And then you have to press option three. And if that doesn't work, you need to say, Operator. 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 Eventually, a human person will pick up. They will then try to transfer you to someone who can actually help you, but you'll just end up back at the front end menu again. When you're there, press two again. You'll hear some pleasant music, and then eventually, you'll get disconnected. When that happens, head over to their website, BigOldMagnets.com, and you'll see that it's under construction. Once you beat that screen, then you need to head over to PopularShoppingSite.com and order there. And be sure to know that once you place, and once you click the purchase button, 
know that you're causing some small mom-and-pop shop that sells huge magnets to go out of business. That's the American dream, and that's why I love the big old magnet. Be sure to use promo code LIVERWURST at checkout. And welcome back. Uh, yeah, just straight up. I'm just going to be honest. And I was talking to Mark about this beforehand. I'm kind of over the, the news format. So we're just going to have a discussion about uh, a topic that Mark has brought. And then next week we'll figure something new out, hopefully. Or who knows? No one knows. That's the thing. Because I don't know. But I, uh, Mark, what did you want to talk about? This? Go ahead. Well, I just love the spontaneity. I, I love it. It's uh, It's my cup of tea when I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, then you're in good company because I often leave people with no idea what's happening. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I think our topic this week is uh, it was reported late last week that uh, the next generation of console games, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, the their games, their physical media, uh, will cost seventy dollars. No more fifty nine ninety nine for you, Jeff. It's now seventy dollars. Did they specify specifically fifty or sixty nine ninety nine? Or for physical? I mean, did they specify physical? N- no, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's probably for both. It's you know, it's probably for both. Yeah, and all the articles that I've read on. And the the announcement was made um, by uh, during the uh, it was a news blip for uh, NBA 2K 21 or whatever, and it was stated that the game would be available for sixty nine dollars, and that got a lot of speculation of to you know what the heck's going on. Is it just that game? Is it all PS5 games? And that led to, uh, who was it? Some some big publisher, pretty much coming out and saying that yeah, all their games are going to be seventy dollars for the current gener or for that generation. And um, so was it Two K that followed up or, or Take Two Interactive that just said hey. Yeah, all of our games, or was it another company separate from Take Two? You know, I'm, and see, this is this is this is what you all get. Uh, you know, I do very little research on our topics, and that's not true. You do more research than I do. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Mister C to your pants. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, th- I, I believe it was Two K. I'm probably wrong, but I believe it was. And so, yeah. if that's the case. We're looking at one company trying to establish the price point into the next generation. If it because if if it's two K, then Take Two Interactive is their parent company, and but I don't I don't know if this is true or not. But it wouldn't surprise me if there's some whispers between companies as to pricing, uh, which is illegal. Uh, that goes against antitrust laws. They can't right. fix their pricing. Um, so here's here's a few thoughts, since we don't really know if that's going to be the case. We do know that NBA 2K, whatever, that comes out annually and features a severely high amount of microtransactions. Huge 
right. microtransactions that they use to supplement that normally $60 price tag. To me, game prices have already gone up because, yes, you buy a $60 game, but you can get the deluxe edition for $10 more. You can buy the Uber edition for $100. So there's already this pricing scale that's out there. Now, I've never bought anything beyond the minimum game experience, and I've been perfectly happy with it. But You've never bought a Game of the Year edition? or Well, not... Um, well, Game of the Year edition to me is usually comes out way later and it has all the DLC wrapped in it. I'm talking specifically when a game launches like Madden. Madden will come out and they'll have a Madden edition. Then they'll have an all-star edition which gets you a little extra coinage or whatever, or a unique jersey. And then they just tear it up until you get to the $100 version, which comes with a ton of in-game currency for all their microtransactions and stuff like that. So, normally... In general, and again, so, not again, but gaming companies can price however they want. It's their decision, and I can make the decision to buy it or not. And that's, at the end of the day, it's not a right or wrong thing. But when you've got your games already riddled with microtransactions, then to go on top of it and say, we're going to charge you more for it, that's a tall ask for me as a consumer. Yeah, me too. Because the games we get today, if NBA 2K, which is a series I used to love, came out and they said, okay, we have no microtransactions in this game. It's a full basketball experience. You're going to get all the modes. There's no microtransactions. Everything is there. It's a complete package and it's $70. Cool. I have no problem with that because frankly, it's been two generations, $10 more for a game. You know, I don't know much about inflation, but that doesn't seem that steep of an increase to me so so let me let me just add one thing real quick um so the last time gaming saw an across the board um increase in the in the price of physical media was back in 2005 where it went from 49 dollars 49.99 to 59.99 and Mm -hmm. that was at the start of the the 360 and the PS3 generations. And so $60 in 2005 is apparently equivalent to $76 now. So are you actually getting a deal by the game Uh, being $70? Well, no. Well, maybe because, so if you go back and look at the prices for like super Nintendo games and NES games, they were like in the $60 realm in the 80s, in yeah. the early 90s. And so, kind of, yeah, uh, I would say the amount of work that goes into them and what you get for the cost. And we're talking about, you know, those games in the 80s. Sure, they were hard and it would take a while to beat them. But, you know, their longest experience you would have with a game is 20 to 40 hours, you know. And now we've got games like I've got, oh, I bought Overwatch you know, for $60 and I've got 600 some odd hours in it, you know, right. and we've got games that you just, you're just going to keep playing and playing and playing. Now, I I suspect that this is going to happen across the board for AAA titles. I think also though, we may see more subscription services like Game Pass pop up because Game Pass has been extremely successful for Xbox. Mm-hmm. 
right. um, that I could see it happening more. And one thing I read this week is that uh, these that subscription service is doing a lot for the indie gamer and the indie games because these indie developers are getting their games played by people who normally wouldn't maybe jump into something like that other than now it's on this um, street, this uh, download service, this subscription service. So think like your Netflix. You probably have watched a movie on there. You probably wouldn't have watched anyway, but hey, it's right. here. I'll check it out. And apparently that's doing a lot for the indie developers. And then Microsoft makes a point of getting some of those big AAA titles like Outer Worlds on there. So I think we could see a lot of that. I don't immediately balk at the $70 like game price. Like that doesn't affect me that much. If it's a game I want to play, I'm going to buy it. I like the amount of games I bought this year at, at full price are pretty slim. Um, I think Borderlands three, what did that come out this year or last year? Like I bought that, that this year, yeah. at full, I bought that at full price. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I've been playing some Warzone, which cost me nothing, nothing, but right. you know, um, but have you, so it'll be interesting. Have you put money into Warzone? Oh yeah. I buy the battle pass and yeah. Have you put but $70 put, into it? No. Okay. I have not. Now over the lifespan of the game, I could see that happening because they do a season like every two months or so. Right. And so 14 months in, I'll probably be at that number, if not higher, because they also have other stuff you can spend your, your money on. Um, and I, that's, I don't mind spending money on microtransactions if the game is free, right? So the, the big culprit here is that we're talking about NBA 2K, which is a full-price game that has microtransactions. And they specifically have a mode that is just based around microtransactions called My Team, where you buy cards and build right. a team and da-da-da. In my opinion, what they should do is take all the microtransactions out of these other modes that, like, their association mode, which is like your franchise mode where you play year to year to year, and they've got microtransactions in there, and they have it in your My Player mode. And so in order to get your player good enough to actually have fun with it, you have to spend additional money. Like, I want, if they stripped all of that out, balance those game modes to be played without microtransactions, and put that out for $70, I'd be back on board with the game. And then they can release, which I think they should do, the My Team mode free for everyone, because I think that's kind of what that mode is. It's there to generate that reoccurring uh, revenue from the people who buy the packs of cards and all that stuff. Right. But as, as like, how do you feel about a $70, like the new, uh, what did we see on that, uh, that PlayStation revealed new ratchet and clank comes out $70. Yeah. So, uh, for like the past two years I've had, I've been a Gamefly uh, member. So I haven't bought a, 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 a new, new game. And over two years, uh, I get, I have the, I think it's what, 20, $25 a month. And like the two disc. Yeah, the, yeah. You get two games. And so I just, now what I, what, what this does, what, what 2k announcing that their games are going to be $70 does is that it then turn makes every other video game publisher go, huh? They're onto something. Let me raise let me raise my 
my prices, uh, the prices of my games, and then services like Gamefly, which is the only physical, as far as I know, it's the only physical media um, video game subscription service, and it it makes their rate it makes their rates go up. Um, so right. so for the PS5, my Gamefly subscription is probably going to be thirty dollars or more a month to compensate for the increase of physical media. And while mm-hmm. while I get the progression, and it's been almost twenty years since we saw a a price jump, um, I do worry that we are still stuck in a physical media runs all mentality for video games. And I hate that. I hate that we haven't moved away from physical media yet. And I thought with like the reveal that there was going to be two separate PlayStation fives, a digital only version, and then the physical media uh, console. I thought we were moving that way, but to me, $70 for any video game. And I'm assuming that this is going to carry on to digital uh, copies as Absolutely. well. Uh, I mean, it would be silly not to. So my my question is, how does this help? How does, how does the video game industry use this to their advantage? How do, how does they, how do they, how does like a, a Sony, a Microsoft or uh, hell, even a Nintendo who Nintendo has never really been a digital um, platform. Mm -hmm. And how do they say, Hey, let's, let's just kind of, work away from physical media there is literally all it is is a sunk cost and um you can you can create this fantastic looking game you can everything top of the line everything and you can load it up on a server and you can distribute it to as many consoles as you need um why haven't we why haven't we solely bought into that idea and gone with a one flat price of video games across the board uh you know because when the ps the ps6 or the the xbox 1000 come out you know we're going to be talking 80 dollar games and you know there's just no that baffles me as to as to why i get inflation and i get uh that there you know the cost of everything keeps going up but we're not talking we're not talking crazy upgrades here. We're, I, I mean, some of those PS5 games that I saw revealed in the PlayStation, uh, the Sony uh, event a couple weeks ago. I mean, they they were they looked okay. They looked nice, but I didn't see anything that was like, oh my god, this is this is yeah. oh, this is mind-boggling technology. How did they do this? We were gone from those days because the technology has kind of hit a tipping point where we're not making those leaps and bounds like from Nintendo to SNES to right. you know polygons to really good-looking polygons to really since I think since the 360, you could even argue from the 360 to the Xbox 1. Yeah, there's definite improvement, but it's not what it used to be when you had a generational leap. Well, now a couple things that you said now, why have we not moved away from physical media? There's two main reasons. One is the relationship with retailers. Um, they don't, companies like Sony and Microsoft need a place to sell those. 
in their store in those stores and so they have a relationship there um and if you remember when microsoft had their faux pas when they were trying to push people towards this online drm free thing people still want physical media right if the reason it hasn't gone away is because there's still people who buy it. And you mentioned Nintendo. Nintendo's going to do their own thing. Right. Pricing-wise, whether they have a physical media, they, to me, they are in their own little world that does not affect your PlayStation, PC, Xbox gamer. Like, that's one bubble. And then there's Nintendo out on the side who's going to sell it anyway. They're going to do what they want, and they're going to be fine. Now, as far as... It, if we didn't have physical media, these game prices, to me, would probably still be the same. What I think we also want to look at, though, too, is we've noticed things go on sale quicker than they ever have before, right? So that game's going to come out for $70, and you've seen it, I've seen it, two weeks, four weeks later, it's going to be 10 15% off, and you're going to be back at that $60 price tag. Um, you might just have to wait. Yeah. But... I, I, I think that the pricing would still go up and it's not because of physical media because really I think that cost to publish and distribute is actually kind of minimal for them. I mean, we're putting it on you know Blu-rays or HD Blu-rays, which cost, what, 25 cents per? And in a plastic right. box is maybe a dime. Right. You know, and so I don't think that that is them saying, oh, we need to make up the cost on that because A, digital sales are doing better and better and better. Uh, I think that that price is going to go up whether we have physical copies or not. And like you said, with with the PlayStation now, with the Xbox, because it's backwards compatible, I'm definitely going to want a disk drive. But since the PlayStation 5 isn't, I might just go ahead and save the cash and get the digital only anyway um, because I don't buy physical media anymore. But there are a lot of people that still like owning their games because... When let's say, uh, I, there's been games like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, right? Yep. Uh, this great beat 'em up that I loved on the Xbox 360, I bought digitally, loved it, played it. I'd like to play it again, but I can't. It's gone. I don't have a physical copy of it anymore. Um, and I think that's the other thing people are going to want. If I pay especially sixty, seventy dollars for something, I want to own it, know it's mine. It has some intrinsic value that can then be traded in to like GameStop or I can loan it to Mark or, you know, anything else. So there's still that need for those physical copies, but I think we will get there, but I don't know if Nintendo will ever get there because they, people who buy Nintendo products collect anyway. Right. So I I don't know if Nintendo will ever get there, but we certainly, um, I think we'll see a definite push, especially in this next generation to, big digital titles. The other reason that you don't see a lot of them is for places that don't have great internet. Uh, they still have to get theirs on discs and stuff like that. But the other thing is, is when you buy a physical game, most of that, you're still going to be downloading. Like when you put it in, how many times have you put a game in? And it's got like another 20 gig oh. update, you know, yeah. before Every you play time. it. So, yeah. And so physical to me, I, on Nintendo, I get it. I have anytime I buy like a first party switch game, I get it in physical, but I'm done going to GameStop. I'm yeah. done walking in the store and having them ask me if I found everything. And if I want to pre-order anything and Hey, did you know your pass is about to expire? Would you like to No, I just want to buy the game. 
Well, you know, but and it's funny you mentioned Ga- GameStop is that this this continued. So the consumer buys a brand new, never played before, seventy dollar game. They play it, they beat it, they're done with it. And they're like, you know what, that game was okay, but it's nothing that I really I want to stare on stare at on my shelf about. So they take it to GameStop, and uh, GameStop offers them. Twenty dollars, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for this game that they just spent, you know, seventy dollars on, and so GameStop buys this game for twenty dollars, turns around and sells it for sixty dollars, and is making you know hundreds and hundred percent profit on on the consumer. That's where I have a problem. Is is that you know when when these video game companies and these uh, these developers and these publishers, they they push, they keep pushing the physical media. It allows companies like GameStop, who make all of their money off exploiting the consumer, it, it just it gives them more incentive to further exploit the consumer. And that's what I have a problem with: is that I can't take I can, I can't take my digital titles to GameStop. You know, those are mine forever. I can't get. I mean, I PlayStation unless they. Turn off the servers. Right. Right. So I bought Overwatch for 60 bucks, but if Blizzard ever pulls the plug on that, I'm out of gas. Right. So my my argument to that would be, if you bought the physical one, at least you have that $20 in value. Because when you buy your digital game, you have 100% lost all monetary value of that purchase the moment you buy it. Whereas if you buy a physical one, you at least have something, right? Right. And now, this idea that GameStop is exploiting the consumer with their buyback and resell, then don't sell it there, to me, is my thing. If if they're not giving you enough value for the game, then you don't sell it to them. And that's the end of that. And But they have to make a profit there, and they're not making a lot of profits on games. GameStop's not going to be around much longer. I mean, they really aren't. They are struggling. They're shutting down stores. And especially as we move push harder and harder into that digital realm... It's, it's going to go the way of the Dodo, and if you want a physical game, you're going to have to make your way over to Walmart or buy it on Amazon or someplace like that. And so, uh, you know what I say to that? Good. Uh, they have, you know, GameStop has always been a company that has exploited the, the consumer, in my opinion. And, you know, yes, they are a business. They're in the business of making money. And they have been very successful up until this point in making money and and turning uh, Electronic Boutique and what was the other one? It was EB Games, Babbage's. Babbage's. They bought, we had a local one here called Rhino. Yeah, Rhino. Which I love right, and right. miss. It was my childhood. Yeah. But. So, so they, you know, they have, they have made an empire, a, a pretty, a, a pretty solid monopoly in the second the second, uh, what is the what word I'm looking for? The second you second hand, second hand. All right, yeah. um, game market, and they have, they have made it, you know, through several generations of video games, and even now they're starting to move into, uh, like they're selling toys and clothing, you know, video game clothes and. And just, you know why? Well, right, because because they're not making profits on games, right? So they have to pivot, right? And so. My my thought on that is, hey, if 
if a store that is going to undercut me like I don't, even, I don't even know what the percentage is but they're going to undercut me so much that I'm going to take a loss on this video game if I actually sell it back to them and there's only a handful of places that I could sell sell a title a video game to secondhand and uh GameStop just happens to be the most convenient and uh has the most locations nationwide and so uh like I I've sold video games back to uh what's that place called Second and Charles Art uh-huh. Have you uh, They don't give you great rates either. No, I mean, but they they I, they give you they give you a lot of like store credit. Um right. more more store credit than than GameStop does. And which you can use on their secondhand items. So I don't think GameStop Now, my problems with GameStop. I have problems with GameStop. All right. Don't hear me wrong. I have problems with the way they treat their employees. I have the problems with the fact that they're understaffed and I have the problems that they upsell try to upsell me on everything. And, but the whole used gaming market, they have to turn a profit, right? When you buy something and you sell it back to them, if they give you everything but $10 worth, they can't sell a used game for 70 because someone will just be like, Hey, I'll buy that. So I get why you wouldn't want to sell your game back to GameStop, but nobody's making you. Right, sure. We have Second Charles. We have another uh, independent game store in our area. And I doubt that they're going to give you much better credit than GameStop is. No, I, Again, my issues with GameStop, I, I'm pretty much done with physical media. And and when you mentioned good, because Walmart and Amazon, but Walmart and Amazon have done much worse, thing, worse things for local businesses than GameStop's ever done. Um, you know, they just put them out of business, whereas GameStop has bought them out. So <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're going down a... a, a <laughs> rabbit hole here uh getting away from the 70 dollars price tag but um did you have any uh last things to mention about that yeah so i feel like we, we'd be remiss if we didn't hit on is this a good move for video game publishers in in today's current global climate of pandemic economic recession um you know where millions and millions of people are out of jobs they're uh, you know they've been furloughed they have taken pay cuts and now the one thing that gets a lot of people through a lot of down times is video games and now we're faced with oh hey you know this coming christmas you know all of my new games are gonna have to cost seventy dollars ten dollars more Whereas I was still struggling to pay the sixty dollar price tag um, before the the pandemic, so you know I th- I don't know if if this is a uh, it's kind of it's kind of a tone deaf move, I, you know, in in my opinion, that you know two K was like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we know you guys are hard up for money, but hey, our our new game, which is not really that new, is because it's the same game every year. Uh, it's going to cost you ten dollars more, um, and, that, and that's simple. Well, that's we'll simply a, a, a money a money driven issue. You know, they're they're just trying to make more money, so you know, seventy dollars games. Yeah, and I think that we'll see. You know, I don't think that ten dollars is going to keep anybody who wants to buy Mio Two K from buying it. Um, I already don't buy it because my problems with it, but um, you know, 
I don't think the recession had anything to do with their thought. They don't, uh, they don't no, care about well, that. Well, no, but, I'm, I'm not saying that they care. I'm just saying that was it the right move to announce that now? Um, you know, I think for 2K, it probably wouldn't be the right move to announce it now because if that's the way the market is going, why are you going to be the bad guy and pipe up first? Whereas if games just drop at that price and you're just one of the companies that also doing it, you save yourself a little bad marketing, so to speak. Um, I got a solution though. Get yourself a Game Pass subscription. Get yourself a Gamefly. All right. I recommend Game Pass extremely. It's great. Buy indie games. Indie games are usually $30 and under, and a lot of them are really great. You're going to have a lot of fun with. So also, if you wait for steep sales, like if, if to, to you, Mark, and to anyone who wants to see $60 remain the price, the only way you get there is if you don't buy them for $70. If people go out and buy them for $70 and complain about it, it it changes nothing. But if you wait for sales and you buy them at less than that price or you buy games that are priced where you want them, the consumer sets the tone, right? Right. So when the PlayStation 3 came out and it was $600, the consumer said, no, mm -mm, no. And they had to meet that way, come down because they lost. They people didn't go out and buy it at that price, right? And that's the only way change is made. If if you don't want your games to be seventy dollars, don't buy seventy dollar games. So, do you think? Points to or hints to a or lower cost of these next generation consoles. That's a good question. That is a good question. I don't. I don't know one way or another. Uh, I would hope that maybe it would be offset by paying less for the console. But right. most of these companies, like Microsoft and Sony, are going to be taking losses on the hardware sale anyway, right. and they're going to be hoping that you make up that with your digital purchases and your purchases of games in store. So we'll see. I. I, the rumors that keep circulating is that these games, these consoles are going to be 400 or less, which to me is right where I want it to be. Um, so we'll see with that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. $400 or less console, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But Right. Well, and I saw rumors that the, the PlayStation disc list was going to be 300 And to me, I'm like, I'm not even a PlayStation guy. For $300 for a brand new console, I'll get that. Right. But... Um, all right, well, let us know what you think of the new prices. You can hit us on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. Our website is www.budgetarcade.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. Any last words, Mark? You know, I keep I keep asking myself, is this week the week that Jeff's going to ask me to do a song? And sadly, it wasn't this week, so. Oh, all you got to do is say the word. So next week, Mark's going to do a song. <laughs> oh, it'll be so bad. You stepped in it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And this is Budget Arcade.
Danville Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.